Ministry with Pastor Ron Boyd coming to you from Dunbar Township. Come and listen in to a radio station where the mighty host of heaven sings. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. If you want to hear the songs of Zion coming from a land of endless spring, get in touch with God. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Brother Ronnie Boyd coming to you again today with the Apostle and Prophet Ministry. And we're going to be talking about the grace of God today. So we want you to stay tuned as we talk about His wonderful, marvelous grace. Since we're going to be talking about the grace of God today, we're going to play a medley here by Keith Langdon. And it's just a few songs, a little short medley about songs about the grace of God. And I want you to think about how marvelous God's grace really is as we listen to this medley and then get into the Word of God and and, uh, we'll talk about God's wonderful grace and how it works.
If you have your Bibles there at home, you can turn with me to the book of Ephesians, and that's where we're going to be starting today. In the second chapter, and verse 8, a scripture that we hear quoted so much, and it's true, it's beautiful, fantastic, how that God has worked these things out. But in the second chapter of Ephesians, in verse 8, the scripture reads like this. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Now think about this. Let's go back up to verse 8. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God. Now, I want you to think about that for just a moment. And that, not of yourself. What? Grace? No. Faith. He's saying, by grace are you saved. But how are you saved? It's through faith. And that faith is not of yourself. It is the gift of God. God has set it up so that you can receive this faith. It's nothing that you can get on your own. You can't uh, make it happen. The only thing you can do is come and receive faith. Now, how are you going to receive that faith? Well, if we follow through in the Word of God and obey the Word of God, we'll go to the Scripture and find out how to receive faith. If it's going to take faith for me to be saved, I want to know how to get some faith. I want the faith that God is talking about. Because in the book of Jude, about the third verse, he says something like this. Contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. All right, I want that faith then. I don't want just anything. I want the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. I want the same faith that the New Testament saints had. So then the Bible told me to contend for that. So I've got something to do then. I've got to contend for that faith. I'm going to have to find out what that faith was all about. I'm going to have to find out how to receive it, how to get it, because I want to be saved. And by grace are you saved. And by the grace of God, He has fixed it up so that I can receive that faith. All right, let's go over to the book of Romans, the 10th chapter. And in the 10th chapter of Romans, I'm going to start reading about verse 6. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. Say not in thine heart, who shall ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Or who shall descend into the deep? That is to bring him uh, up. up uh, that is to bring up Christ again from the dead. Now, other words, I am not going to have to see that with my own uh, physical eyes. I already believe by faith that he came down from heaven, that he walked among men, that he robed himself in flesh, that he went to Calvary, that he died in my place, and that he rose again on the third day, and that this is the reason that I can have eternal life. Now, he don't have to do that again. He don't have to do that again. So I'm not going to expect that. I, by faith, believe that he did it, and that settles it. Now the Bible says this here in verse 8. But what saith it? 
The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Now, I'm beginning to get something here. How, where did this faith come from? The Apostle Paul said, it's nigh thee, it's even in thy mouth. In other words, we begin to speak those things which we hear. And it's in my heart. How did it get there? Because it was preached by those apostles. That this gospel that we have, this uh, uh, gospel that comes by faith, was first spoken by the Lord and then was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. That's the apostles. So that's what Paul is saying here as he writes to the Romans. He said, that is the word of faith which we preach. Now, there was a reason why he said that. We're going to find out here in just a little bit. Verse 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Now, we don't expect him to do that again. He already did. He already came down from heaven. He already went to Calvary. Already died in my place. Already he was resurrected on the third day, walked among us, and brought forth this salvation that we have. His blood was shed, and he said there in the book of Matthew, this is the New Testament in my blood, which was shed for many for the remission of sin. That's already taken place. I didn't see it with the natural eye. I was not living at that time. That happened almost 2,000 years ago, or about 2,000 years ago. Now, just because I didn't see it, just because I wasn't living at that time, does that mean that he's going to have to do it again just to prove it to me? No. I received the word of faith from the mouth of the apostles, passed down through time, and I heard it preached. When I heard it preached from the word of God, I believed it. And he don't have to do that again. I believe that he did that. So therefore, if I will confess with my mouth, and I do, Every place I go, every opportunity that I get, I let people know <clears throat> what I believe. Now, the word of faith is nigh the even in thy mouth, he said. So that's what I speak. I speak the word of faith. I preach and teach and believe and testify to the fact that Jesus Christ is my Savior. He came down from glory, robed himself in flesh, walked among men, healed the sick and afflicted, went to Calvary, died in my place, went to the grave, and came back on the third day, the grave couldn't hold him, and therefore brought this salvation, healing, and deliverance that we talk about today. I believe it. Why do I believe it? Because the Word of God has said it, and it was preached unto me, and I knew it was coming from the Word of God by an anointed man of God, and therefore I had witness to that. And also, when I put it into operation, whenever I began to practice what was preached, I found out that it worked. Now, somebody preached to me, Acts 2.38. Is it in the Bible? Yes. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This promise is unto you. That meant me. Unto your children, my children. Unto them that are far off. Even though I wasn't present at that time, the promise was directed to me afar off. And I received it, I believed it, and you know what? God filled me with the Holy Ghost. I spoke in tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. Whenever I began to speak in tongues, the Holy Ghost came in, 
And he has been resident with me ever since that day. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And I want you to know that what I'm talking about happened to me oh, real today. And he's still alive in my soul today and still gives me joy and peace and all the different things that I need in this life and has anointed my mind and given me understanding that I also might speak this word of faith. Now, we find here that he goes on to say in verse 10, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. And then things begin to get interesting here. Now watch this. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Hmm. Now I find out that there's something else sort of injected here. Not only just belief that Jesus died and rose again and all those things, but I must also call upon that name. Now, how do I do that? Well, I better go to the Word of God and I better find out. I better begin to check and find out how to call upon the name of the Lord. Well, we'll deal with that in just a little bit. But, uh, let's read a little more. It goes on to say, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? Or how shall they believe in him um, whom, uh, of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Mm, something else is injected. I'm going to have to find me a preacher. I'm going to have to find a preacher that will tell me about this plan of salvation, that'll tell me what the Scripture says, that I might be able to believe on Him. Now, something else comes into play here. That preacher, if he's sent by God, he's going to remind me of something else. And you'll find that in the seventh chapter of the Gospel of John, and it starts at verse 37. And Jesus, as He begins to teach there, makes this statement, in that part of the scripture, he said, He that believeth on me, as the scriptures hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Oh, now something else is put in here. I'm going to have to have a preacher to tell me what the scriptures have said so that I will know how to believe upon him and I'll know how to call on him. And then if I believe upon him as the scriptures have said, I'll, be, I'll have to put that into practice. And when I call on him, I'll have to know how to do that. And when I put it into practice, out of his belly, that's what, that's the reason that you get the Holy Ghost. Now, he said over in the book of Acts, the fifth chapter, and I think it's around the 32nd verse, but anyway, the gospel says there, or the book of Acts, it says that uh, uh, he gives his spirit unto them that obey him. So now to get this spirit, see, I'm learning all the time. I, how did I learn this? I had to have a man of God, sent from God, give these things and share them with me that I might have understanding. And let's watch what he says here now and see if I'm telling you the truth. The next verse, now he said in the 14th verse, I have to have a preacher. In the 15th verse, how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. 
And then he went on to say, But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word. Now, how shall they preach? They have to be sent. It has to be a man sent from God that sent his angel to testify in the churches of these things that's found in Revelation 22, and I believe it's around the 16th verse. And he went on to tell us that he was the root and he was the offspring of David. But he sent his angel, and I told and explained what that was. That is whenever that God's Spirit, the angel of his presence, it comes resident in us, anoints us, that we might speak the word of truth under the anointing and power of the Holy Ghost. And without it, you just don't have anything. And uh, you can have all the knowledge, and you can be able to quote the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, and you can understand what every word means in the different languages. But I'm telling you, without the anointing, God ordained it thus, and you'll never understand truly what God is saying. Because he also made a statement, and he said this one time in the Scripture, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that thou hast hid these things from the wise and from the prudent and revealed them unto babes that would praise you. Now, just real quick, I want you to notice here now you have to have the gospel preached. It has to be by a preacher. He has to be sent by God, and then faith can come alive in your heart. Then grace will work because it's by faith. That's how grace works. Now, we go back to, uh, well, let's go back to the first chapter of John. This is interesting. In the sixth verse, it just reads like this, just simply, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. That's talking about John the Baptist. He was sent by God. And therefore, he was able to preach unto the people the word of faith that they needed in their hour, and if they received it, they obeyed it, then that brought deliverance and salvation to them. Then we know John 3.16, most of you should be able to quote that. You've learned that in Sunday school, I'm sure, if you ever went. And uh, John 3.16 uh, lets us know, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So here the Son of God came preaching. He was also sent of God. And whenever he was here as the angel of God's presence, as the Son of God, uh, he was man, and yet he was God, and he came preaching and teaching and baptizing and filling with a, a spirit, delivering people. That's what he came to do. Now, we find also in the 20th chapter of the Gospel of John in verse 21. Then said Jesus to them again, to his disciples now, Peace be unto you. This is after his resurrection. He said, As my Father has sent me, even so send I you. So those apostles was sent by God. And being the, that they were sent by God, because I believe Jesus Christ was God, then they were able to preach this word of faith that it's going to take for grace to work. Now, a lot of people 
you know, they just don't go into the Word of God. Some people say, well, you get too involved, you get too deep. Well, somebody better start telling people the truth. Because many people are being misled when somebody says, well, we're saved by grace, plus nothing, that's it, walk away. And then people don't even understand that. And nobody has taken time to go into the Word of God and explain to them. And we find that the Apostle Paul uh, makes a statement, and I believe it's over in Corinthians, uh, the fourth chapter, about the ninth verse in First Corinthians. And he said something like this. I believe, he said, uh, uh, for I thank God, or I think that God hath sent forth us apostles last, as it were appointed to death, for we are made a spectacle unto the world, and to angels, and to men. But what he's actually acknowledging here is that they were sent by God. And first, you're going to have to hear a preacher. How can he preach except he be sent? Then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word. In the fifth chapter of Galatians, about the sixth verse, it speaks there about faith that worketh by love. And then we go over to the Gospel of John, the 14th chapter, in verse 15. Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. So faith that worketh by love. Now, grace... He said, by grace are you saved through faith. You have to have faith. Contend for what? The faith that was once delivered unto the saints. Now, to have that faith, that faith works by love. That's how it works. And if you love Jesus, you will keep his commandments. So a lot of people that say, well, I'm saved by grace and plus nothing. I don't do nothing. Don't uh, uh, believe that I have to do anything. Well, now, wait a minute. You're not obeying the gospel. He gives his spirit to them that obey him. And if you have the faith that worketh by love, if you love him, you'll keep his commandments. So then I would go to the word of God and see what he has commanded. You know, I believe it was in the 10th chapter of the book of Acts, there was a man by the name of Cornelius. He was a very wise man. And whenever he had prayed and given alms and things like that, he still wasn't saved. And yet God having mercy upon him, sent an angel to his house. He sent a heavenly messenger, in that particular case, to his house. And that heavenly messenger told him he was going to have to get another messenger to tell him what he must do to be saved. And he believed it, and he sent for the apostle Peter. Peter came, and whenever he walked in, Cornelius made a statement a lot of people don't like, but he was wise man. He said, we're all gathered here, and uh, we want to know what the Lord has commanded. Now, if you love me, Jesus said, you'll keep my commandments. But a lot of people get offended when you mention law or commandments. They don't want to get involved in that. Now, I'm not talking about the law of Moses, but I'm talking about the law of God, the law of grace. Oh, yeah, there is a law. Do you know that? Yes. When we go over to the 8th chapter of the book of Romans and pick it up for yourself, and it speaks there in the second verse, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So there is a law of the spirit in Christ Jesus. I see our time is getting a, a bias again. It just goes so quickly when we get into the word of God. But we just ask you to tune in next week, same time, same station, as we bring you the gospel again in word and song. Let me say this before we leave the air today. If you want to find out more about God's wonderful grace and salvation, why don't you come on out to the house of God? We have services here in uh, the little village of Junietta that's in Dunbar Township. Uh, every 
Thursday evening at 7 o'clock, and then on Sunday we're here at 6. And uh, it's easy to find, not hard to find. And come on out. We're right on Junietta Road. And you're welcome to come where you'll find a warm welcome from all the people here. Now, if you happen to be in the Ohio area, around East Liverpool, Salem, uh, Lisbon, in that area, uh, we're at a little location in a little village of Rogers, Ohio. And we're there on Sunday morning at 9.30 and Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. And you're certainly welcome to come and worship with us there. So uh, if you're in any of these locations, come on out and worship with us where you'll hear the gospel preached right from the Word of God, Scripture upon Scripture, line upon line, here a little and there a little, and find out what this grace of God really is all about. So tune in next week, same time, same station. listening to the Apostle and Prophet Ministry with Pastor Ron Boyd inviting you to join him again next Sunday morning at 8.30 here on WMBS.